two, one. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode eight of the Half and Half podcast. I am your host, Jeremiah Hargraves, and we have more guests. Would y'all like to introduce yourself real quick? I'm Nestor. Woo! Three of my good friends here. And, you know, we're gonna do the Zan thing. Um, so, first off, I just want to check in with y'all. Um, how is everyone doing? We are a little tipsy right now. <laughs> tipsy talk right now. Tipsy talk right now, but, you know, we're making the most of it. So, how is everyone feeling, doing right now? A vibe. It's oh, a yeah, vibe. Vibes. Just vibes all around. Okay. Well, this is like my fourth truly, and I'm like really feeling it. Hey. Cheers. For sure. I gotta take my time with this shit. No, for real. And then, I guess outside of just right now, how's everyone doing overall? Like, what's everyone been up to? You know, work, being horny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spinning straight to it. <laughs> Boy, I'm about to bonk your ass. Nah, dude, I, I've been needing to touch some grass. Elden Ring has taken over my life <laughs> the past yeah. week. I can't stop like that game. Yeah. Is that PC or is that console mostly? All. All? Mm-hmm. All platforms. Yeah. It's great. 10 out of 10. Love it. Recommend it. For sure, for sure. What about you? What have you, what have you been up to? Um, same old. Nothing really can't complain about. It's spring break. It's not really a break, but, mm. you know. It's never a break. It's never a break. break. <laughs> <laughs> So, with myself, I have, I've been doing alright, this break has been alright at the least, nothing much done, a lot of catching up on sleep, and a lot of (laughs) rest, (laughs) but it's also been a lot of trying to move on from certain things or certain people that I've been like attached to, or trying to detach to things. So, a lot of that break has been a lot of alone time of, I guess, finding or realizing priorities in life and within myself to make sure that I can move forward from certain things or certain people. And it just moves on to y'all. So, do you have any, I guess, actually to start it off, like, what are your, like, views on commitment? When it comes to, I guess, ideals or maybe people or like relationships. It's way too early. It's way too early. We're like 20, 20, mm-hmm. 23. And like, how, how long is the human life? 70, 80? 70, 80. Like, that's a lot. That's not even halfway. Yeah. That's not even one fourth. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it is one fourth. <laughs> that is one fourth. Yeah, it is about one fourth. Well, like, you good, man. <laughs> I'm just in that. Weird predicament, right? Because mm-hmm. of my like, you know, medical conditions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What? But like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. When it comes to that shit, mm. as long as they accept me for who I am, because again, I just gotta show whatever it is. I'm like, here's the cards that I play on my table. Take it or leave it. That's it. I don't really care. If mm. they don't want to take, like, if it's something casual, whatever. If they want something more serious, cool. That, that's how I see life at this point in time. Mm. I got other shit to worry about than like trying to find someone that who wants to commit. And if it happens, it happens. Mm. You know? 
Are you talking about commitment just straight with the relationships or like just um, I feel in like, general? Yeah, I could have worded that better, but I guess to start off, we'll we'll go with like commitment towards just overall, and then to break it down, we can enter into like relationships. Okay. 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 So commitment, it's like it's decisions. I think it's all about decisions. Uh, life is all about decisions, and commitment specifically is just making decisions about what you want to dedicate your time and energy into. Mm. So, it's, there's things that, it's pretty complicated because you can understand sometimes where people can't really commit mm. because they have a lot of other stuff going on, mm-hmm. like family, work, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, um, sometimes it depends on what they commit to. If they commit mostly to a, to something like games or like they put a lot of their energy into something that's not really that's more of a distraction mm. and they take their time out of something yeah. else it's like that's where commitment gets kind of iffy and that's where you can really see like how much how important something is to other people for sure like, like one quarantine happened holy shit it's been two years literally two, two years, years. Yeah. Um, one quarantine happened. I literally lost all my friends besides like three, mm. and it didn't help that like you know my health went down the drain, and I literally had no one to mm. be there, like to kind of lean on to at this point in time. But after kind of finding like my girl, middle ground of where it's like okay, I'm stable at this point. I found like I found a new group of people where it's like I appreciate them being in my life. I appreciate them being understanding of what my circumstances are and accommodating to them as needed and you know and that's hard to find i was very fortunate you know and i've definitely been in a better headspace because of them and i'll forever appreciate that you know so it's like they put in the effort to understand that you know and like i've been very open about like yo this is what i go through in life i'm like this is beyond my control please understand that and they like are willing to makes me want to put whatever little little energy I can put in to that friendship and just stick to it because it's like those are the four lifers that I want in life and this is still about commitment yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. commitment in general in friendships like friendships yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean friendships because mostly my friend groups pretty much the friend group I had in middle school so our commitment is kind of like you know we've been together for so long <laughs> Why, why, why shouldn't we be friends at that point but to be honest like we literally hate each other <laughs> like I think two of us have gotten into fights at this point but the only reason we're together is like as friends is because we've been together for so long like who else is there to like, mm. share this mm-hmm. much experience yeah. with right so it's kind of like a hostage situation or like a oh. Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> so, <laughs> like, okay. but in Stockholm right. Syndrome you start liking each other yeah. you just hate yeah. each other at this point <laughs> yeah so like well literally like it gets so toxic but at some point it gets so toxic to where we know it's all toxic and it becomes wholesome for some reason like it's so toxic to the point where um we know that it's very toxic but we still kind of care for each other in like a sick kind of demented (laughs) way It's, it's really weird but like i guess that that's that could be commitment like we commit to like you know 
because of the fact that we shared so much together over the years. Like it's been seven years we were friends. So, and we just don't want to throw that away because we're kind of like afraid that, you know, no one else will share that kind of experience with us because we talk about anything. So is that like a, a forced commitment then? In a way. In like a way. Oh. It's like an obligation? Yeah. yeah. Actually, the blackmail you have on that. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't. Oh my like, goodness. When I became so I senator for a little bit, right? Yeah. They literally, <laughs> they had a clip of me out of context calling one of my friends, like, you know, the B word. Oh, I don't know. Golly, bro. Yeah, they like used, they like, they were joking, obviously, but. I uh-huh. know that if I pissed them off, they wouldn't they be a joke. Because yeah. we, we, we played a lot on Xbox, and they recorded a clip of me calling her the B word. And like, I knew it was a joke, but I knew if I pissed them off, they would have like shared that everywhere. Drum. So it's like really weird, because I know it's like a, it's just a really toxic friendship. But, you know, they're friends for seven years. So at that point, you know, it's like a family kind of. And some families are toxic that way too, so it's like a right weird. Yeah, thing, you know? but I mean we love each other. You know, we help each other. In your sick, <laughs> twisted way. Right, right. You know, and it's oh, like gosh. if they're trying to take your position, you'll be like, "We call this girl a bitch," you know. And it's just like, no, <laughs> that's not the full context. And it's like, well, where's your own proof? Because I don't know if you guys have this in friend groups where like there's like mm. an alpha. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, yeah. There's always a like, right. Like, the, but it happens out of nowhere. <laughs> right. So one of my friends. Oh wait, I, I don't know. Eh, you don't know. No one knows them. His name. Mm-hmm. And like, what would happen is I'll probably still like Well, yeah. Like he was the de facto like oh. leader of the friend group. Okay. And anytime anyone would say something, like they had to get his approval. Kind of. It was like a weird dynamic. But the thing was, there was also another friend in my friend group who I dated for a little bit, and she was like also kind of the de facto leader because of the fact that everyone thought she was hot or something. So, <laughs> so there were two two leaders basically. Also, the yeah. Privilege. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so the thing. Okay. So it's like a weird political friend group where I would go to her to like plan stuff out and give her the idea. Like, for example, I'd be like, hey, we should go to Mount Charleston because it's really cool. And she'd tell the entire friend group that we should go to Mount Charleston. And that's the only way we would go to Mount Charleston. Yeah. 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 So I had to play politics in like a friend group and stuff. So. Funny enough, I was actually a leader back in high school. You were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically, basically because like, I never really had like a soul group mm-hmm. that I hung out with. All my entire life, even now, I still hang out with different groups mm-hmm. within different bands, you know, mm-hmm. that's just who I am. I flit around because I get along with the, the, pop, the popular yeah. loner. That's good. I literally am the popular loner at some point. Oh. Especially back in high school. That's a yeah. great phrase. Yeah, that's, that's what it's it is. That's what it is. It, it, it gets wrong. There's a lot of meaning like, to it. Everyone knows you, but they don't really but not know, know yeah. you. Yeah. 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 And so like this group, I naturally just got together and so I was kind of the group. It was a mix of like, I was senior year, most of them were junior year back this is again back in high school and once i got into college is when i kind of had my own existential crisis because i was drilled into my head by the time you hit in college you should know what you want to no not should you need to know what you want to do right life, you know and i was going through that existential crisis that's toxic because, though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm like i have no ill intent towards my friends because of that 
much and I appreciate everything they've done for me, even till now to this day. You know, I don't hold any grudge against them. Just want to clear that up. Right. But like, I was going through the existential crisis is because it's like I still don't know what I want to do in life. Hell, I don't even know what to do. I don't want. I still don't know what I want to do in life right now. I'm going for human resources because that just seems the most convenient right. at this point in time. Especially if we're getting into a government position or university. Woo! Health insurance, I'm set for life. You're planning mm-hmm. on going to the public sector? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Easy. Health insurance. That's all I care about. That. <laughs> <laughs> all right, because of your issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need that benefit. That's smart. That's that, smart. I need those benefits. I, I'll be real with you. I need those benefits. But, um, yeah, and so then once I went through that crisis, I completely ghosted that group. And everything just went down the drain. And it got to the point where I was excommunicated, not there, not unanimously from everyone in the group, but once the like subconscious decision of oh this person was the leader of the group because I was next closest to her right. at one point, they decided to put her as a leader, quote unquote, air quotes, you know. She still holds a grudge against me to this day, even though it's been maybe about five years. Sheesh. Only one of them still talks to me, and that's because her and I have been friends for almost 10 years. You know, she knows who I am as of, like, in and out, you know? She'll call mm-hmm. me on my bullshit, whatever she wants, and I'm like, shit, you're right. You know, but, like, I've been excommunicated, and there's nothing I can do about that, and that is fine by me. You know, if it helps them to move on, that to put me as the villain in their life, that's fine. I don't care at this point. I got other shit to worry about other than, like, my reputation with them, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's a matter of realizing: Do I really want this toxic bullshit in my life, or you know, is there something genuine that I still want to keep going? Right. Around, you know, that's the thing, though, because like, to me, I don't care what my reputation is <laughs> if it's less than five years, yeah. ten years from now. Like, will I really care what some guy thinks of me? You know, if he thinks I'm a a screw up or something like it really depends on how much you value their relationships because to me a valuable relationship is one that'll to me not to sound like a psychopath but like to be a valuable relationship is one that'll get you up in life because you know like i try to make valuable relationships that'll benefit my career or my future Mm -hmm. because to be honest like in high school and stuff like you know if you were hot you know (laughs) that's a valuable (laughs) relationship to me right but now i'm like if you can help me make like 50 grand a year to pay my health insurance, that's a valuable relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to survive at this point. Like commitment to me is if I can commit to you to help me, you know, have a future in like life and stuff. That's Mm -hmm. why with the person with, you know, dating someone from Inc and stuff, Mm -hmm. there's literally no future technically. I'll be honest with you. Like, cause I will not join. Quick, quick question. Um, oh, so, for people that don't know what that is, because you're going in depth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you say. Oh, no, go. Uh, Cut. When you say. They're about you to get you. Funny, you know, to the octopus that says, you made me eat. Oh, no. You know? And I'm like, what the fuck is. You know? Next. Okay, what were you saying? Nothing. You can continue. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so to me, a commitment that's valuable to me is if they can help me in my future. At mm-hmm. this point, in high school, if you ask me what commitment was, 
if you were hot enough, I'd be like, yes, I'd commit and stuff, you know? Yeah. But like at this point, sure. if That's you, not... yeah, if you can get me a career and like if you can get me on the path to where I can, you know, fulfill my goals and like a retirement plan and stuff, that's commitment. Mm. Like it's just a different, you know, definition for me at this point. Just different values. Yeah, different values. Like my friends, I commit to them because I know they're in college and stuff and I know that they're trying to have a future. So I know that if I commit to them now, you'll have a connection in the future. I can count on them in the future. Mm. Future networking. Right, future networking. For sure. Like not to be, yeah, I know that sounds kind of like morbid and stuff but like that's just the truth at this point because i have bills to pay like my car insurance for my honda pilot's 1400 like a, like oh, a month, month? Um, not a month oh. six months so that's about oh, yeah. 300 dollars a month that's pretty high. yeah i make maybe 500 a week for my real estate internship that's not bad but that's not enough because I, I you know i want to save and stuff i want to put stuff in the stock market and not to sound morbid again, but upon the death of my dad, like he left a sizable amount for me and my brother to start a business. And like, you know, I'm grateful for that, but like, I have no idea what to do with that money. You know, like I don't want to just put it in the stock market. Like I want to actually have like a future with that money. Mm, that's right. Fair. So for me, a commitment is if you can have connections in the proper, like, you know, like networking opportunities for me to actually make a future out of that thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, that's why I didn't commit to my ex, because I hope he's not listening. <laughs> yeah, because, because I had no future, like, literally with that. So the only thing I will commit to now at this point is if there was a future 10 years from now. Because five years is not that much. Mm. That's literally high school. Mm. 10 years is high school and college. And literally, I'm still thinking about high school. So 10 years is a lot to me. Like that's half my life. I'm twenty, so mm. yeah, that that's my goal. You and I are on completely different mindsets at this point. I'm just going by day by day. Oh. Yeah, like look, I'm grateful I'm still able to go oh. to school. I'm still I'm grateful that I'm able to drive. I'm grateful I'm still able to have supportive friends. Still do the hobbies I can do in life. Mm-hmm. You know, be the dungeon master for my D and D group. <laughs> play video games right. although it's limited to like certain video Elden games. Ring Elden Ring <laughs> Apex Legends roguelike games holy shit Apex dude mm, I love Apex I hate Apex I love it it's like League no it's not as bad as League as <laughs> it's not as toxic for <laughs> sure yeah, it's not as bad look this is coming from a guy that played League for 9 years okay Sheesh. so like, I know when it's bad Right. Okay, but that's only because that's what my arms allow. You know, mm-hmm. the moment it starts like feeling got, like they're on fire, I drop the game immediately and just don't touch it again because mm-hmm. I know it's not going to be good for me. You know. So, Jeremiah, what do you think about commitment? Yeah, what? What do you? Uh, we've been laughing on too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just enjoying and learning from y'all, but to me, um, when it comes to uh, ooh, commitment. Um, what do I think of commitment? Not like relationship. Yeah, just yeah, like just general. Yeah. Like what do you value that you want to commit in Ten that years. form of relationship? Don't give it a time Ooh, limit. Right. Don't give it a time limit. Like, what do you see in any form? Like, what makes you... What are the values that you have that you makes you think, um, I want to commit into this relationship slash friendship slash mm-hmm. acquaintance slash colleague? Mm-hmm. What do you... Like, what do you see? Like, what do you think? 
Uh, the first thing that stands out to me is definitely consistency. Consistency? I mean, mm-hmm. like, when it just comes to the consistency in a person or a routine, like, I've been trying to hit the gym more. Like, I'm trying to be committed to the gym and having that, have that consistency of going, you know, the amount of days I want in um, a week. Um, when it comes to school, studying, like, being committed to how many hours a day. Friendships, like, when it goes to, like, John, um, connections, but underlying the connections, like, um, what I would do for that person or what they would do for me. So, disregarding the, I guess, the financial or, like, the prosperous, like, need of a person, the actual, like, mental and emotional commitment when it comes to Mm -hmm. how you just treat someone you care for or how you treat yourself or what you're going to do for said person, um... This consistency is very eye-opening and like very impressive when it comes to me. And I'm working on that. I feel like we're all working on that. Yeah. But consistency is the main thing when it comes to commitment. And you know, it just goes back to actions speak louder than words. And how you know people may say this, but do the the opposite. Or pe- people may do this and they sl- they slightly alter it with their words. It's like that commitment isn't fully there. So again, it just one, it goes back to consistency and how I guess transparent someone can be with themselves. And I feel like that's a huge part of being commit committed. You have to be very honest and true to yourself to making a commitment possible. So like you put in effort, I'll put in the same amount of effort. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I gotta say that. What about you, Mark? I mean, consistency is hard. We already talked about it. I yeah. Mean, just sticking to a routine. Sometimes life just like hits you with a giant curveball and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do uh, with that? Yeah. Like, like I'll be real with you. One thing I learned in life is that if you want self improvement, it's a lot of fucking discipline. You know? What when I was nineteen twenty I saw a therapist responsible getting depressants for some time just to focus on myself real like realize oh I, I'm mentally fucked in the head you know it takes some time it's a lot of discipline to work on yourself and you know if you decide to actually focus on yourself and improve on your faults it's it's very respectable in my opinion you know so let's try to jump on to a consistency <laughs> on a more specific end yeah so like it's more specific consistencies yeah like what do you want like what do i want like how oh okay i see what you mean um so when it comes to consistencies it could be like very broad or very like minute um i guess when it comes to like a friendship or a relationship um someone who can just consistently be who they are like because you have friends that are changing themselves for certain reactions or trying to get approval and shit like that and you know commitment doesn't have to be like two like two ways I feel like it could be just a commitment towards yourself like I said like going to the gym that could be like viewed as two ways like as you and the gym but it could also be viewed as just you going to the gym like if you understand what I'm trying to say yeah but um commitments within yourself so you want to be true to yourself you want to be honest and have that transparency everything you do is you know 100% you 
but there are moments when people like falter and people, you know, again, do things for a reaction or do things to just get that approval or not because they're fully confident and truthful with themselves. That's where that commitment starts to falter, that commitment with themselves about who they want to be, who they want to strive to be. So that is um, one thing. Um, another thing that I feel like revolves around consistency is like communication. Communication within yourself, of course, it goes back to, okay, how am I going to do this? When am I going to do this? What methods or who am I going to reach out to to, you know, achieve what I want to be or to achieve where, you know, what I need or want in life or when it comes to these commitments. And then you can go to the commitments of other people, me and you, me, like all of us, just all those, all this communication right here to see where we both stand. And then we have our commitments and then we can maybe either come up with that compromise to create one commitment or we could like split it into agree to disagree and you know continue going our own ways with the two separate commitments so communication is very huge when it comes to you know just mm -hmm. having a commitment just overall not even with the relationship just overall <laughs> communication and comprehension yes mm -hmm. yes comprehension mm -hmm. is like the yes because like I'm an overthinker and like if you're a good communicator that's probably the best thing for me because then I can I, I have a lot of questions usually when ah. someone's like a good communicator and that's good because like you know to have things 100% but if like an overthinker gets with someone that isn't a good communicator that's a really bad recipe for mm. like someone just says like yeah. a one word sentence to you and you're just right. trying to because see because I've like... been in situations like that where I have to because I I'm a really bad overthinker. I, I have a little bit of ADD. So, no, so, yeah. So if someone like mentioned, like in relationships, usually is where commitments is stuff I see with. Like if they respond to like little answers, um, I like overthink a lot with those mm -hmm. answers. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Like I have certain friends where it's they're like at the moment, they're currently going through some rough shit to the point where you're like, dude, I'll tell you when it's time because right. it's just that rough for them at the moment and in my head i immediately overthink just like oh it's about me but i'm like i've been so close to this friend for so long that like i know it's not about me you know if they're telling me look i'll tell you within due time mm -hmm. you already know that like they'll tell you within due time but like for an overthinker like that's yeah, it's hard that's a lot you know it takes a lot of again discipline to right. like kind of push that aside and realize it's 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 yeah you know this That's is just ask. you like you gotta find your own mental at this point you yeah. know because as soon as i have quiet time i'm thinking about what you're saying like i freaking felt that oh my god <laughs> it's rough overthinking it's rough. is fucking difficult like at this point in time maybe because it's because my condition took literally ruined my life i could have graduated last year and kind of ruined my life mm. like had a career by now. Um, What's your major? Anthropology with a business minor, mm. uh, business management minor. See, I was gonna choose a history major, but I don't see a future in that. Exactly. Get um, it? No, 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 it? no. It's hard. <laughs> what? You're gonna be a fucking like, history teacher? No, no, no. That was that was a pun. I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, what, what's your major? Economics. I got it. Economics. Economics. Yeah. 
Dude, you could work with a business management minor and they'll just actually beat you up pretty damn well. Uh, because one, you're good with money, and two, you know how well, to manage a business. I'm trying to do Easy. real estate because I'm a real estate administrator right now. It's not like I'm not a broker because I don't have the real estate. Yeah, but like think about it. Real estate is a business. Right. If you know how to manage a business, that will not only like show that you mm-hmm. have the knowledge to do it, but it will just further advance your career. You know, like jumpstart it. Right. Even better, you know? And the only reason why I picked a uh, business management minor is because I went from needing 17 credits to graduate to 18 credits to graduate. Oh. Okay? And I'm just trying to fucking graduate. Having all my shit on anthropology and then going to a completely different field is just to accommodate for my condition. You know? mm-hmm. I fucking love research. I love doing it. The only thing I do in my pastime at this point, besides Elden Ring, is look up <laughs> fucking chronic fatigue syndrome results on like whatever drug trials going on, mm-hmm. like like how effective it is, and pray to God that it gets accepted by the FDA at this point in time mm-hmm. in hopes that. I could have a fraction of my normal life back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I do in my pastime, you know. And so, like with human resources, you can't get fired if you're human resources, my dude. I mean, you're you the can, one, you who, can you're fire the one who does the firing. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're the one managing everyone's career, like salaries, right. like literally preventing the company going from major lawsuits, help accommodating for people's disabilities. You know what? I have? I'm fucking disabled at this point in time. You know, what's the best thing I could do? Help other disabled people accommodate for their working environment. Mm. You know, like it's been shown that like at this point in time, it's not even like a fraction of the company's money to help accommodate for people's condition. Mm -hmm. It's that cheap, you know? Mm -hmm. What about work commitment? Work commitment? Yeah. Bro, I'll stay in a company for a year or two and I'll start applying and they're willing to pay me more. I'll fucking go for it. You know, Mm. I have a friend. He makes about 60k a year computer science jumpstart company. He was doing a current interview with uh, another company. And they're like, how's 100 to 130k? Is that too little? Is that too little? Is that too little? Sheesh. Literally. And I'm told him, I'm like, bro, go even further. You know? Because again, he's CS, software developer. They make a lot of money. It's been shown that if you stay with a company, like committed to a single company, you will make less. Right. Unless you like unless you job others, You know? Mm-hmm. And like, here's the thing. He's been using that income they offered to his advantage to other interviews. Mm-hmm. You know? Another company is just like, yeah, this is intense. It's on call. You'll do night shifts. I don't feel like you're the best fit. And he's like, look, if you give me the right incentive, I'll go ahead and do this job. Right. I have another company offering me 100 to 130k right now. Hard to get. What can you do with that? You know? And like this this same company are like, dude, people with 15 plus years of experience argue can't do the shit that you do right now. You know? And it just shows that it's like, look, if you just job hunt after like a year or two or commit to a single company, right. you'll get money. more money in the long run. See, the thing with that though is I did hiring for my boss's company, yeah. his real estate company, and I did. He owns a coffee company as well, a coffee cafe, yeah. and I did hiring for that too. Yeah. And the thing was, is the thing that depressed me is not depressed. That's a tough word. The thing that saddened me is 
I looked at the resumes of like 50 people. Yeah. A lot of them were college graduates, kinesiology, college of liberal arts, stuff in uh, nursing even, some of them. They were look. I saw the resumes. A bunch of them had a bunch of entry-level jobs in like restaurants and like uh, receptionist positions and stuff that didn't manage their major. So like, and they were job hunt. They were like job hopping as well, but they were job hopping entry-level jobs. So that kind of scared me a little bit, and like, well, so, uh, sorry to interrupt, but like to argue your point, mm-hmm. it's a matter of the mindset of well, not even a mindset. It's like they're new grads; they're mm-hmm. trying to find. I mean, six experience. years for some of these people, they had like experiences in Burger King and like Starbucks, and now they're applying for the coffee class. You know how hard it is to find a career after when you're a new grad. That shit's hard, you know? Like with the medical field, it might be a bit easier because you're doing clinicals. You have that hands-on experience. So you know how it is. But if you get through some other people like, you know, business or anything like that, you already need to be doing those things while you're getting that degree, you know? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard time. For me, the most experience I have is a manager experience. Like, front front-end leader at Party City. I mean, would loyalty count for anything if you stayed with a company for like five years? They don't really give a shit. If you have the experience, that's fine, you know? I, I mean, because my criteria when I was hiring people for yeah. my boss's real estate job and my, his coffee yeah. job was he said, immediately fire, immediately take people off the list if they had more than five jobs or if they had jobs that they left before a year. So that like cut away 50% of the people that I was already looking at for resumes. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I went from a shitty work environment. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, these fucking people at Party Sleep, both the customers <laughs> and the company itself, um, were the worst things that I experienced. The company were more than willing to throw you under the bus and blame you if a customer is upset and they take it up to court. I mean, they're a billion dollar company. No, they're not. Party they're, City? Party City? They're not a billion dollar oh. company. They're, literally, their stock market is probably $12 at best. Okay, they're shit company. The only reason <laughs> why they're not out of business is because they're owned by two separate companies. Oh. You know? Literally, their company is owned by their own provider, the ones that make the product. Mm. You know, so it, it's literally by, like, a single Lake X balloon is less than one cent, basically. And we sell it for... Two dollars. One twenty-five. 14 for 12. It's two dollars now because of inflation. And inflation. Shit, you know. Fuck the inflation. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's, you know, like, if they left that job early, like, I can understand where your boss is. It's mm. because it's like, they're not committed. But, at the same time, it's like, coming from someone <laughs> who works at shitty environments, did they leave because it's a shitty environment? Or... They just aren't getting paid enough to deal with the bullshit. So what I'm showing right now is the the Party City stock is only $3.64. $3.64. That's that's not even the low. (laughs) That's not even at a low. Here's the thing. At Party City right now, (laughs) I think it was like roughly about 60% of their income comes from Halloween. Yeah, And this this past Halloween season, most of their income... Was in the harbors in the West Coast in California because no one had like there were no workers to provide to ship shit them out because of COVID. 
So they literally couldn't give a lot of money. How the fuck are we still afloat as a country? <laughs> Gas is like five bucks a gallon. Bro, I almost saw six dollars. Holy shit. I almost saw six dollars. I paid too much. It's I paid too much. Because of inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Not to flux on y'all motherfuckers, but like, I drive a hybrid. I drive an SUV. Flex. I pay eighty bucks a eighty Shit. bucks a look, week. Look, before gas prices were shot up the roof, right. I paid about eighty bucks a month with a hybrid. A Just month. to let you know, this isn't like a modern bad. hybrid. This That's amazing. A, yeah, no, this is an 07 model. Oh, Did you know shit, 07 models I mean, had hybrids? Is that an SUV or is that a sedan? It's a Camry. Camry? Yeah. Like, if you look on, like, fucking UrbanDictionary.com, definition of a soybean, I'm literally a, like, text-by-text text definition of a soybean. Personality-wise, I'm not a soybean, but, like, <laughs> like, the way I dress, what I drive, soybean. You see, that's what? fine. I'd get a Prius if I had my own house. Like, Wait, what's a... What? Soy boy? Soy boy. Very feminine guy. You say period. Yeah. It's period. Giving. <laughs> it's giving. But no, like that was back then. Now I don't mm. know. The last time my dad, my uh, tank was filled, I was literally bed ready in bed for like, like maybe sixteen hours right. of the day. And my dad's like, "Yeah, I filled up the tank." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, that's fine." I'm like, "Oh, I, thank you. I appreciate it." You know, mm. the most I can do for my parents at this point is be like. I appreciate what you can do. Thank you. And pass all my classes. <laughs> to get that fucking D. Okay? That degree is what I need. It's not just gas. I mean, a good a good girl costs seven bad bitches. <laughs> what? 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 Where does that come from? I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to say the joke. Okay, explain to us what that means. Elaborate. Oh. It's just an inflation joke. A good, um... A loyal individual costs about seven bad bitches at this point. He's like, With current right, inflation how rates. How much should I pull out of that house right now? <laughs> right, no, how PC could I get? <laughs> you know what? I'll do this. I'll tell you this. And I've highly considered this album. Even now. In my point in my life. Where right. it's like. I'll do. My friend has this thing called. Never wanted to be a doctor before. Hell no. No, look, I mean, like, my mom asked me, why don't you go to the medical field? And I straight up told her, if you want me to be miserable for the rest of my life, I'll go to the medical field. See, I did want to become a doctor before, but I wanted to become an internal medicine doctor because I love puzzles. Puzzles? Puzzles. Me and the too. thing was with being an internal medicine doctor was that you get to like diagnose people. Like for example, your your um predicament and stuff with your you know, chronic, chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Like that's something that I would love to investigate, like try to figure out what exactly the root cause was. Because yeah. like it's interesting to me. Like the human body's like a like a car almost where you can like diagnose stuff and <laughs> For sure, for sure. I think with that, we'll take like a five minute break yeah. and then we'll move on to the next topic. Yeah. Uh, welcome back everyone. We have more shit to talk about. Um, so we've been discussing about commitment and how basically we 
observed commitment with our ideals, morals, ethics, etc., etc., and how we go about commitment when it comes to relationships and how we perceive people or how they perceive us and how we go about, you know, working away around life with certain commitments. But now we're going to go on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to that type of shit. And we're going to go about commitment issues or attachment issues. So would anyone like to start about their, I guess, fair share of commitment slash attachment issues or Mm -hmm. how they perceive those two things? Bro, as long as they accept me for who I am and show like a little bit of compassion, I'm already head over heels. Like, no bullshit. And, like, like, I'm not memeing about it, given, again, me being fucking crippled, probably about 25% functional at this point in time in life. The moment someone says, hey, you know, I understand, you know, I, like, I understand what you're going through, or not even I understand, it's like, um, you know, I, it's rough. I'll be like, I love you. (laughs) My thing with that is, is like, you know, a lot of people fall easily. Yeah. And falling easily, in my eyes, mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. So does that like really fall under commitment or attachment issues? Or is it that just, you know, you're more emotional compared to... I think it's mm-hmm. more of attachment issues. Because think about it. If you immediately fall for someone just from like dumb breathing by you... Ah, there you, you know? go. There you go. Like, the I guess the one of the last couple of people I was interested willing to drive, like, pick me up from my place and on like, you drive to, like, wherever we're gonna go eat or hang out, you know? Mm-hmm. That was enough to be like, oh, okay, you know, I'm interested in you. You said that's attachment issues. Yeah, or at least for me. Given, look, look, my standards are different from, like, everyone else's, given my unique circumstances. You see, I'd say that's, for me, that's self-confident issues, because to me, if someone Ooh. was so perfect, I wouldn't feel like there was anyone else who in the world who would be as good as this person. I'd be like, there's no one else in the world that would be good enough for me or good enough for them that I'm like the best person well, to them. Granted, have you ever been degraded to something less than a human being by a medical professional over something that you have no control over? <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn. Think about it. I'm like, taking it like, to a very extreme end, but this is where I'm coming from. I've literally been degraded to less than human beings saying it's literally from a healthcare professionals it's in my head like how it is with fibromyalgia to learn this before imagine just hearing that when you're trying to find answers on what the fuck's wrong with you you know and the only thing the doctors will tell you is that you need like fucking mental health because you're just crazy and everything you're feeling right now physically is fake because it's all in your head, like a hypochondriac, mm-hmm. that's not good, you know? Yeah. And so literally my standards from like, I guess the average person. For relationships. Yeah. Of what I see is completely different, mm-hmm. you know? So the moment that like I see someone willing to accommodate oh. is where I just start getting more attached because that's hard to find through. Okay. Because like, look, if someone tells me, Look, you're a great guy. I would date you, but I don't want to deal with your illness. That's fine by me. I don't fault them for that. Because okay. that's not going to be a very good relationship. You know? Mm-hmm. I understand. 
and how even I will have a hard time dealing with that. But since I am dealing with it right now, I now understand that side of being chronic. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. Interesting perspective. Yeah, because yeah. it's a different yeah. perspective, you know. And I'm like, so it's like. That's okay. really different. Because like for me, if they're hot, then <laughs> who gives a shit? Oh my goodness. Look, if they're hot, I'm going to fuck it. I'll marry you, kind yeah. of thing, you know? But again, it's something that like I have to keep keep in consideration. And like it's gotten to the point where I was like, look, I've been single basically my all my entire life, you know. Last quote unquote relationship I've been in, it's been almost ten years. Hmm. You know. I've learned to be comfortable. Being on my own. And so it's also, I developed that mental barrier of why do I need to be in a relationship when I could just solo run this shit. But. See, maybe that's my thing because I feel really uncomfortable. I'm probably only saying this because I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable when I'm Cheers. not like in a relationship. Another I'm shot. Being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, because like, I don't know, because I literally told you I broke up with someone yeah. and I got with someone just because I. I don't know if I told you that. Just because, literally, I literally only got with them just because they were there. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a codependency thing, but I just feel more comfortable if there was someone that I could, like, go to, you know, without, like, having to bother them, quote unquote, just because we were in a relationship. I mean, I think that might be a sense of codependency. Like, are you, like, <laughs> only wanting to talk to them because you're thinking it might be something serious later or are you trying to just not in there? Let's make Jeez, it. So like, I mean, I get horny, so but like... Alright, all right, all right, how about this? That's two sides of the spectrum. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> They're both extreme ends. Yeah. You know? Right. But like, just go ahead and just fucking nut one out before sending her a message and see how you feel. <laughs> I mean, part of it is that, but part of it is uh, also like, because a friend is different than a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, but you like, can't are go you to seeking your... for that attachment to them as a relationship or more of a friendship? Mm -hmm. Have you read The Great Gatsby? The book? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, Daisy? Yeah. Daisy. Uh, Daisy McCannon. Okay. Okay. The, okay. the idea of having a perfect relationship with a perfect person is what drives me to be in a relationship at all times. Hopefully. So, you so you're saying you're Nick right now. You're saying I'm you're Nick. I'm saying I am Gatsby. Yeah, you're saying I'm Gatsby. The idea of it. But the thing is, though, the you know idea... that's never going to happen. happen exactly. That, I mean, that's why I compared to the Gatsby. Because Gatsby idealized Daisy. Yeah. The thing is, though, Daisy was not like that five years later. Yeah. Uh... I can never find someone exactly like the person I'm looking for. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now we're kind of getting off topic of more. Okay, go for it. Okay, go for it. But like, when you're in a relationship with someone and it starts to get serious, they're gonna be different from right. five years from like when you first started dating. The way I see it's like different seasons. You know. You see, the thing is though, the thing that gets me. Yeah. The girl. For mm -hmm. If I'm being completely honest with you. I'm being completely. I'm being If I'm being completely honest with you, we Woo! were together for at least a less than a year. Michael's asking. Less than a year, but more than half a year. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. Nothing changed. Less. Nothing changed after the six months. Okay. It was the same thing. 
after the six months, it felt like we were dating a week. It felt yeah. like we were dating. Well, for that's a, week. a honeymoon phase. I but it lasted for up to six months. But that's a honeymoon phase. That's I've never long. dated anyone more than. <laughs> I mean, look, the, look, the, the honeymoon phase could like differentiate. So yeah. the longest I've dated someone before her was three months. Yeah, here's the thing. Honeymoon phase. Look, infatuation's a bitch. Okay. Like the honeymoon phase can last up from like just a couple of months to almost two years. Oh. If I remember correctly. Ah. Uh, I mean, I've never there you go. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know? There you go. Like Nestor's got his finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, okay, I had a lot of free time this past Google's year. Google's how how long is the honeymoon phase? Go ahead and Google it right now. I right shall. Up. I mean, it. I, we, we searched up the party, the party willing, city stock. Yeah, look, I'm the, willing for you to call me out on me being wrong, yeah, and I'll correct myself. All right, honeymoon phase usually lasts. Well, no, because of that, two mm-hmm. months to two years. See. Six months. Six months. In between. You're in between. Almost a half year mark. Or like almost in the middle. And like from there on, once you're over that honeymoon phase, from what I've seen and in general, is like you start trying to grow with this person. You know? It's more than just doing that lovey-dovey bullshit. You start learning who they really are, what their habits are, you know? So like I guess this is, I'm going more on the extreme end, but like, let's say you're thinking of marriage, okay? My late professor, may he rest in peace, he was basically a mentor for me, um, passed away from a heart attack uh, during spring break a few years ago. Okay. Um, he says, if you want my blessing in a marriage, y'all have to be dating for at least three years. The first year is getting to know them. Second year is starting to know how they are during the relationship. Alright, like not relationships, but during holidays. Why holidays? Those are the important days. You know how they react during those holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Of whatever is important within your family. Exactly. By the way. That's weird. That's what you're evil in Yo, please. And it's like, the third year is you already know how they are as a human being. Most Don't worry. You know? I'll bleep it out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, by the third year, you already know how we are as a human being. And that's why he says, within the third year mark, if you guys have been dating for that long at least, minimum, you'll have my blessing. It's because, look, you already know most of the ins and outs of them. You know, if you're already living with them, you already know how it's going to be like living with them. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, once you're over that honeymoon phase, you start learning who they really are as a human being. And it's whether if you are not willing to accommodate to those different seasons of that person, you know? It's like you love the person you wanted to date when you first date, you know? Right. And it's up to you and the other person to continue to grow together <coughs> and instead of trying to latch on to when you guys first date. Because mm-hmm. you, now, to like 10 years from now, let's say, is going to be completely different. You know? Of course. I see myself from a year ago, I'm a completely different human. Back then, I was fucking bedridden, hopeless with life, thinking, what the fuck am I supposed to do with life? You know? The year before that, what the fuck am I supposed to do with life? That's the only thing that stayed the same, you know? But I was still going through that identity crisis, like, well, what career can I pursue? You know? Mm-hmm. And now it's just more like, look, I'm grateful I'm starting with the school. I'll go for human resources and see how that works out. 
I'm literally playing everything by ear, and that's okay by me because that's what I need to accommodate for my condition. You know? And so it's like, you gotta learn. You will grow with that person. You know, each season will be different. You know, they'll probably still have the same personality, but like within the core, but like what they show just in general is probably gonna be different. This is how I view it. Three years. Shit, that's a long ass time. For like, if you had to uh, go with a trial and error for someone for like, give them about three years, that's that's a lot. That's an entire six. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you're going for marriage, it's that's true. It's nothing. Look, you're literally it's getting your See, involved. the thing was though, I'm kind of learning from my parents, where my mom married my dad mm-hmm. after her his her first relationship. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I'm yeah. learning from her mistakes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand. Not that they don't have the a... times are changing. No, yeah. no, no, and the culture is different. No, no, no. Right. No, no, both mild and are correct on that. Times are changing, culture is different. It's a really you know, Maybe your parents still stay together because it's within their religion. You know, Ooh. some religion. Right. You got you choking on that. You know, like I'm not like divorce as a sin. Like, you guys marry and stick with each other for life, no matter how shitty it gets, you know? Even yeah. if they, like, do the worst things possible, you still stick to them by the side. That's what you call commitment. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, is commitment. Maybe attachment issues at that point, because of be. how deep, deep you yeah. of those values it's an obligation, that, yeah. you know? And, like, now, for us, it's just different, you know? Mm-hmm. If there's something that's, like, a red flag, and we know it, and we see yeah. it, and we want to break it off, we can break it off. Yeah, we have, we have more room to You know, move. funny thing, the only reason why Las Vegas started to, like, grow in population is because of how easy it was to fucking divorce. Right, because you know? of the drunk people who got married. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Literally>. Drive-through <laughs> marriages yeah. here, bro. Literally, bro. No, I'm not kidding when I say that. Like, that's why Vegas started to grow in population, because it's like, oh, you want to get divorced because you fucked up and what? Come to Vegas, we'll go ahead and get that done ready for you, you know? Which is why it's so easy to get married at the same time. Right. You know? And so it's, it's just crazy that way, you know? You know, so it's like, in the end, it's whether it's down to you if you want to break those toxic generational things that's been happening within your uh, family tree. Fucking give me a shot. Uh, <laughs> what time but, is it? Shadow clock? Of course. I'm assuming in the future you want to have your own family. And like you, like, you want to have a wife and your own kids, right? I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I'm assuming. Assumption. Let's okay, say, right, like, let's start a I guess. Give you a wife, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Build yeah. a house, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just you know, I, I love you is basically, I guess. You know? <laughs> I, you know, I love you, I guess. I mean, if you're interested in me, I, I guess. guess we can I be guess. in a relationship. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you want to go out tonight? I guess. guess. <laughs> but like, you know, a lot of people that's their angle. That's a commitment issue right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, guess. Yeah. yeah I guess, you know. Cheers to commitment Cheers. 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 Ah, okay. <laughs> Ooh, that was stronger than the other ones. It's alright. It's not stronger, it's because it's literally just plain flavor. Is that just soju? It's oh. literally just straight soju. It's a mixer. <laughs> that's what it is. That's why I like it. He's straight to the point. Okay, bartender. <laughs> no. What were you but, saying, though? But, like, it's up to you to get rid of that generational trauma. For me, 
if I ever have kids, you know, God forbid they don't ever get my condition. Okay? Oh, I just said God forbid you don't have God kids. forbid that they ever... Look, I'm not religious, so that's saying something, right? Like, I hope that in the future, if I ever have kids, they do not get my condition. The only way for you to get rid of those starts from you. You see what's at fault. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hopefully you see what's at fault, and it's you willing to take the discipline to not do the exact same thing that your parents did to you. You know? So, like... The trauma yeah. is... Oh! Weird. Okay, so... Uh, that's actually a, a perfect segue because um, when you have, like, those flaws or when you have those green or red flags that you see across, like, family, within yourself, within people, um, do you think those can cause, like, attachment issues because you might see the red flags, ignore them because, you know, you want to be with said person or you respect that person to, like, a degree, or do you, like, I guess, hone on those flags more because of how, like, you see that person? It depends on the flag. Bro, I have the perfect example. Commitment and attachment issues are just psychological problems. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, you want to stay in that comfort zone. Okay, ah, I see. And so, like, the moment something, like, usually, especially when you're, like, in a toxic environment and something good, it's good, something happens in your life, you tend to just kind of back off from it because it's not what you're used to. And you always go back to that toxicity because it's what you're used to. It's what you're comfortable. Even if it makes you feel like shit, that's what you're used to. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring that up because people usually have those commitment or attachment issues due to, or mainly in like relationships, due to their prior relationships. So I have like, I have people that I know, friends, that are trying to talk to certain people or trying to progress, you know, where they're at when it comes to relationships with certain people. And they get fucked up due to their prior relationships and they're thinking about like, oh, I don't want this to happen again. Oh, I'm only like, acknowledging the bullshit. I'm holding all these red flags because this person did this to me. But, you know, they're not acknowledging what they already have in front of them. Yeah. No. They, it could be such a good person, uh, such a great, honest, genuine person in front of them, but they're getting, that person is getting fucked up due to something that is out of their control. Yeah. Like something that happened to someone else a long time ago to some due to another person and you know that's where it creates that attachment or commitment issues because of you know just the the psychological like impact of just someone else altering their viewpoint uh, just people overall yeah yeah i'm just saying if someone goes through a breakup i think the best thing to do is go find a mental health professional no for real Yes, yeah, speak speak up speak up on upon that more. Yeah, speak up on because more. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could go through, right? Yeah. You could go through it yourself. Like yeah. you can move on, sure, but some trauma stays with you, and it's not really something that you could uh, really figure out. And it doesn't it's not it doesn't manifest until you find a different person that you know you want to get into a relationship into or something, but. Yeah, I think seeing a mental health professional is probably one of the best things that you could do just so that someone could guide you and like point out like that this isn't really something that you should be thinking about and this is manifesting in a way that it shouldn't be. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of beyond the opposite side because I've been with a therapist for quite some time now, you know? Not anymore because, you know, my circumstances are a bit different. But, like, it takes a lot of discipline, you know? It's a... Yeah. It's a easier For said than sure. it's an easier said than done than go see a therapist. You know, yeah. like, I usually don't tell people go see a therapist unless I know they have the potential to have that discipline and have the resources to see that fucking therapist. No, that's literally, a, a lot yeah, of people, a, a lot of people are saying get help when they don't do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people yeah. are talking, oh, you should go to therapy. You should do this. But then I'll reach out to them and they'll be like, yeah, I tried therapy out three times, but like, I wasn't like, consistent like, with it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, 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 look. Someone who's actually been in fucking therapy and like was wanting to fucking help, like get self-improvement. It's a huge trial and error. Yeah, As for in, sure. Like, disclaimer, my experience will be potentially the complete opposite from someone else's mm-hmm. if they decide if it's to the same therapist too it's all subjective yeah. like both therapy and medication okay I'm talking about both yeah. you tried uh-huh. therapy yeah dude I've done therapy have you like I, I tried it out it didn't work for me here's the thing hey, how many therapists have you had just one just, just one yeah I tried out one yeah that's the thing when it comes to self improvement it is a trial and error yeah. you know I've had two different therapists. My first therapist, she was fucking great. She reminded me of my older sister, and I was able to open up, up to her about almost anything. But then she quit all of a sudden. I don't know why, and that took me to a traumatic loop of like, oh, what if my next therapist does that? And my second therapist, she wasn't as good, but she was good enough that I was able to improve where I am at now. But when I decided to go back to therapy, so when I go see another medical professional about my condition i'll be like yeah i'm on fucking antidepressants mm-hmm. and i've been seeing a therapist there's something else wrong with me if i'm physically still feeling these all these issues you know mm-hmm. again because you know they think it's in my head even though it's not um you know they know like okay they can take me somewhat seriously she's not that as good Cheers to fucking crying. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Commitment issue. It's because uh, different therapists have different like uh, yeah. different methods. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So uh, if I were they come from different again, theories. It would, it so would be like well, a there's a huge trial and error yeah. just to find like which specific theory works best for you and but, which method. But also money best. too. Money is like yeah, money is different. Insurance doesn't work yeah. that well for yeah. for like, therapy too. If I know 
if a friend has the resources and the money to do it, I'll go ahead and recommend yeah. therapy. And this that's is coming point. from a guy that's been through therapy, okay? For at least almost two years. Mm. You know? And like I've been working on myself for almost five years. Mm. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like it's unfortunate that like mental health is still not taken as seriously as physical health. Oh for real. And it really sucks. Especially in like family life. Mm-hmm. Mainly, uh, is it is it like that in like Hispanic household? Is it one hundred percent, one hundred percent? Any like minority family, it's almost okay. Because yeah, because like in the Asian household, it's like yeah. Oh, you, you don't believe in God enough. You gotta pray harder. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you gotta pray, pray harder. harder. For me, it was more of a like it's you sitting on your computer all day playing games, and it's like, mom, I've been bedridden for the past two weeks. What do you expect? Right. You know? It's from the games, Master. It's from, it's from you being on your phone. It's from these people it's, that you're hanging that's out why with. That's why you're... <laughs> See, the, th- the thing with that, though, is like, like the old generation, they're, they're always like, oh, back in the day, we had to walk like five miles for school. We had yeah. To, like, yeah, but I'm like, don't you want it to be better? Like, in the future, <laughs> yeah, don't you want, want it to be better? Like, right. Exactly. Uh, do you want it to be like that forever? Yeah, <laughs> so, but here's the thing. My parents literally saw my body falling apart. To the point where, like, walking was something I cannot do. Uh-huh. And if I went to, like, urgent care or something, hell, even at the student wellness center, I had to be wheelchair out. They literally witnessed it with their own two fucking eyes, okay? And then, like, I had to go on a medical leave of absence from school and work at one point in life. And I was bedridden for almost two months straight. And then at one point, my, su- my mom went to my sister and was just like, do you think it's time for Nestor to get another job? When I physically what? couldn't, look, 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 look. when I physically couldn't put an item back on its peg because or like shelf or whatever because my arms were like on fire at my old job, you know, they honestly thought I was just being lazy until I got my fucking cane, you know. <laughs> And so, like, when I boast about my canes and my like, fucking cane that turns into a chair, it's more of a coping mechanism at this point. Oh, my God. But just to show it to my parents, look, what I'm going through is serious. Now they take me seriously, and they help me out when I can. If I don't feel good enough to drive to school, which is just to let you know, like, almost 20 minutes, sometimes less, depending on traffic, they'll more than willing to like, drive me, you know? That's a lot of time, though, to drive. Well, like COVID fuckings up, right? So yeah, yeah. So it's more convenient. Like they don't, they're not doing a lot because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, they're willing to go out of their way to help me and get that degree, and that's something that I'm so appreciative about. I don't, I can't express my emotions to them as well because you know of how they like try to raise me and how poorly it went. But like, you know, I try to always say. You, I appreciate you when I can. Focus on the good times. Bro, look, two things I blame on my my life, my everyday life, boomers and the opioid crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know, like, it's funny, but, like, boomers, because they're so short-sighted and stuttering with... Yes, exactly. Giving in to the fucking capitalism and Mm -hmm. the trickle-down effect, and the opioid crisis, because the fucking boomers decided, oh, 
you're like fucking in pain, chronically pain for the rest of your out. life. I'm too lazy to figure out what's wrong with you. You're so opioids. You're addicted now. Sucks to suck. You see, the thing is though, I have like two perspectives of that. Because my dad literally was part of Pfizer, the company that does yeah. make opioids. Yeah. And the thing with that though is like, that was kind of like a big solution back in the day. Like there was really no other solution. Because well, weed was illegal back in the day. And like Reagan well, really pursued weed. Wait, here's yeah, the thing. Like a question. Yeah, here's the thing. Coming from a chronically ill mm-hmm. and I've been in chronically pain before, is was that the the solution or are they just? Too it was late? a band aid. It was clearly a band aid. Like, well, here's the thing. They knew. Uh, well, here's the pretty thing. recent. The mm-hmm. opioid crisis mm-hmm. of the Sackler family. You could even look this up. Even like oh, like, I know it. John I know Oliver. John Oliver did multiple like documents over it. Sackler family skewed their evidence over the opioid crisis, like opioids, saying, "Oh, it's not addictive," mm-hmm. even though results came out, it's highly addictive. Of course, it's opioids. I mean, well, I mean, China I, literally went to war with opioids. No, no shit. But like, they skewed it so right. they could get it approved by the FDA, FDA, so they could get billions of dollars. And you know what happened with the Sackler family? They relocated their fucking headquarters to a county where the judge will be in their favor so that now you can even look this up if you want where any past present and future opioid crisis lawsuits that occur onto them they're completely completely immune mm-hmm. you know they're like completely immune and they're just scoffing you know and they were worried about losing billions and billions of dollars but the most that they have to do now for uh, Purdue Pharmacy or whatever is pay about ten million, I think, in a span of ten years, and they're going or ten billion or some shit like that, and they're still going to be richer once they're done paying those. Who was in the millions? They have billions. billions. Yeah, 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 billions, and they're going to be richer off uh, after they're uh, done paying that ten year payment. You know, that just says how fucked the system is. You know, it just shows that like. The doctors, they probably made more money just giving fucking patients their opioids to relieve the pain, relieve the symptoms, and not to treat the actual condition. Mm-hmm. And that what drives me insane at this point in time. Okay, um, so to, like, get <laughs> bring back, to get back, 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 bring it back. Um, so, <laughs> you brought up earlier how commitment and attachment issues are, like, very like shit, psychological and like mental. Uh, could you like go more in depth on that? I mean, uh, it's not really. There's not really much other than to say like, people having commitment issues. It's just because it's mostly a symptom of what's what other problem they have in their yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Like if they have like you know, mommy or daddy issues. <laughs> Mom, sorry. Like <laughs> if they have issues <laughs> with their parents, it's like. They'll manifest it, and then it reflects on the relationships with other other people. Again, it's up to them to solve it. Exactly, but the hard part is like, how do they see it? Because uh, most of the time, it's like, okay. yeah, sure, like, it's a problem. But when will they get to realize that it's a problem mm-hmm. until someone mm-hmm. else tells them? Like, maybe a health mental health professional. But as you guys said, like. Sometimes it doesn't really work. Yeah. You have to be consistent with it. Yeah. Like someone has to be like someone has to play the villain or like be the bad guy and have to like 
punch him square in the face no, <laughs> with dude, a, like, no. dude, you have a problem. Like, no, there are a lot of times in my life at this point where I was put as the villain, and I'm like, look, if it makes you to have your quality in life be better to put me as the villain in your life, regardless if I'm 100% at fault or if I'm completely like innocent, which has happened in both ends, by the way, and I'm fully go ahead and do it. I don't care at this point in time. You know? If it makes you feel better in life, go ahead. You know? I don't care. You know, I do me, you do you. And I just genuinely hope those people in life have a better quality in life. Yeah, and not only that, it's like, sometimes somebody does have to play the villain, you know? Like, somebody has to tell you straight up, like, be blunt, because there's no other way you could put it. Like, hey, bro, you have a problem. Like, but otherwise, villain, though, really? huh? that's like a hero kind of. But it's gonna be the villain to the other person, right? Mm. Like, if, yeah. if they get hurt by it, ah, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Until it simmers down, they'll be like, "Oh, this guy really helped me." But <laughs> until then, it's gonna be like, "This guy was an asshole. He told me square, straight it's, up that I was fucked." It's literally, you know, those fucking cheesy cliche videos that we used to see in school about like suicide, where it's just like that one blend that opens up to the other, yeah, I really want to kill myself, and then they get mad at that friend for telling the teacher. Mm-hmm. It's like, they see them at the time, they're the villain, because you broke that trust. You know, but like, if you're that friend... Like, what else would you have done? What would you do? You know, would you keep that trust with your friend, and have them potentially just kill themselves? Mm-hmm. Or would you go ahead and tell a teacher who knows potentially a bit better on how to help them? And report it to the right people, you know, yeah. so that in the long run they're they're better, you know. Like again, if I was in that circumstance, fortunately I never was, but I would go ahead and just fucking tell a teacher at this point in time, knowing what like I've learned. Yeah. You know, if they like again, if they see me as a villain at that point, go ahead, I don't care. You know, if it makes you feel better in the long run, and your quality in life gets better, that's fine by me. Some evils are just good intentions that are twisted. Yeah. Maybe Thanos was right after all, guys. Maybe Thanos was right. He was making. He, was he, making he had sense. good intentions, he but he had a fucked up way of doing it. <laughs> I mean, huh? I mean, overpopulation is a crisis thing to think about. Do you have any more cups? <laughs> <laughs> that but, drawer behind. But yeah, you, good yeah. intentions. Sometimes people do it, and people try to uh, put those to action in twisted ways. Sometimes they're also misunderstood as twisted. Mm-hmm. But just the way it is. So, since Nestor went over like some experiences regarding that, what about you two? Like, are there any experiences regarding commitment or attachment issues from your perspective, or from I guess the opposing perspective that like really stand out from you, for you? Like, were there any times that you like attached to someone maybe too quickly? Or maybe for too long of a time after, like, what happened has gone by, or maybe just that attraction or attraction, yeah, attraction was, like, a little too toxic, or that commitment was a little too, like, you know, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. sorry. Wait. I mean, as soon as you make out three times, I'm attached. <laughs> Is that, like, true? Yeah. I mean... Like, really? <laughs> this physical touch is one of my love languages. Ah, so, okay, interesting. Know, even if it's like I know it's casual, 
and I set a boundary for myself even just so I don't get like you know hurt at the end yeah eventually inevitably as the end um, there's always some sort of attachment because to be completely honest like I don't know if you have to censor this <laughs> um. like you know fucking obviously creates attachments no matter how yeah like, for sure yeah. yeah like I don't know I don't know if it's just me in a way that you know just for relationships specifically for relationships that that creates attachment for me like as soon as the dick comes out you know the stick comes I don't know I I, I try to make a statement like that but yeah for sure like as soon as that happens there's always some sort of attachment for in sure, a way yeah, yeah. even if it's like small like I'll always think about it some way so that sort of attachment you know in my perspective at least I know for mine it's more of like my attachment problem is the lack of attachment <laughs> so like you attach like lack you lack like I'm like I'm too wary you know uh, to uh, but I don't want to get too close uh, too quickly I because you know how like sometimes you just get burned and you just don't want to deal with it you know yeah because mm-hmm. in- for me it's kind of intimate you know yeah but like obviously like i know when something's casual i know when something's gonna be like a mm. future-ish thing. yeah mm-hmm. but regardless of that you know like it's obviously kind of difficult to separate that at some point because like that's an intimate thing to me at least like um even if it's like maybe like one time or like a few times like you know like i obviously always have that in the back of my head i won't mention it uh-huh. just so that things don't become complicated yeah but like you know that's always in the back of my head a little bit but yeah that's just me so i think for me i guess is that i get possibly attached too easily but maybe that's just daddy issues or something i don't know but mm-hmm. okay <laughs> for mark i guess it's the opposite for sure I mean, I can honestly, like, really relate to the both of y'all, like, like, I could, when I'm talking to a girl, I could be, like, be very wary, and like, oh, I don't want to get hurt again, type shit, and, you know, uh, they could do all this stuff that, like, is noticeable, but I could, like, downplay it, and be like, oh, it doesn't really mean anything, because, you know, on that, on the off chance of, you know, you don't want to get hurt again, you feel, or I could be like, and I could, you know, take in like those compliments or like those words of affirmation or that that physical touch and be like, okay, it's going somewhere. But it really, I guess, depends on the, I guess, the timeline. Cause you know, with someone I get to know more, like that instance of like falling and being more attached becomes more like prevalent but like if it's something right away like it is i guess less of a chance unless they like hit like the finger on the pulse right away because mm-hmm. like for me i'm like since i don't have a driver's license i'm like insecure at times with that and someone that i i met we weren't talking for a long time it was maybe like a few days and I told them that I didn't drive. And they were like, oh, I don't mind. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, <No>. fuck. <laughs> you, ah, damn. <laughs> granted, you are in a unique experience where you're out of state. Yeah. You know, so 
to dumb beer. Probably more understandable. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't drive. You know, why would I drive when literally everything in my life yeah. is in my room and whatever is on campus? Yeah, and you're right, but I've had to deal with a fair share of people that, you know, are materialistic like that and do judge yeah, based yeah, off yeah. having a driver's license or not. So, like, you know, I'll talk to someone and they'll be like, oh, my the next guy that I have to talk to has to have a driver's license. I was like, damn, I don't fit that well, criteria. Imagine but, being five foot two, you know? It's yeah. fucking hard out there. Yeah. But you know what? All those short kings, you got this. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, when said person said that, that, like, opened the, like, opened my eyes, I was like, wait a minute. No one has said that. No one has said that. Like, like right. everyone has called me out for that shit, but someone was accepting of it. So I was like, you know, we didn't know each other for that long. But now, since they said that, I was like, okay, now you got me thinking a little more about like what I want to do. But, you know, with other people, I've known them for longer. They didn't say that. We've had normal conversations and stuff like that. And it slowly like increases to, okay, now we can see something, but rather than it be right away. But I think overall, I'm the type of person <laughs> to attach, like, this is, might be kind of hypocritical of what I just said, but like, I feel like overall, I'm the type of person to just attach, like, I guess first compared to like the other person. Mm. And if it doesn't go the, you know, the outcome that. I think we would all want it to become when it comes to like right. someone we find attractive. It takes me longer to let go of that attachment because probably just holding on or again, like you, I'm like an overthinker. So I would run, you know, the scenarios of like, okay, what could I have done to like make sure or change the outcome or, you know, improve this or do that to make sure that this could be a, a possibility. So, I would say just, like, overall, just, yeah, I attach quick, and it takes me a while to let go. To mm. so, uh, counter-argue what you said, not about the attach too quick, mm. but more, like, what could I have done. Yeah. I think that's just more of a, like, trait of you're willing to self-improve. Mm-hmm. You know, because there are times, especially, like, living in the past year, where it's, like, mm-hmm. uh, certain people of interests where it's just, like, what could I have done to be better? Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of my medical issues go down the drain, not to completely ghost myself from literally everyone in my life that's close to me, mm-hmm. you know, and ghost them out of my life, because obviously my chances are going to be ruined, mm-hmm. you know? That's something I got to keep in mind. But, like, you're willing to go out of your way and say, like, all right, well, what's a mistake that I've fucking done, and what can I do to improve on it? And I don't think that's really much of overthinking. That's just mm-hmm. more like, all right, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Let's see what I can do that. And then, I guess, to counteract that, when it comes to, like, I'll say overthinking, there are times where there is no answer, yeah. and I've done, like, the thing, or whatever I did, to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. so, me overthinking, to self-improve, but there is no, like, actual answer, because I've done it to the best of my ability, yeah. that's why I would see it as overthinking, because I'm just thinking of what could have been done better when it's been done to the best of my ability. Well, that's life in general. Yeah. Like, you could literally do, you could play all your cards right Yeah. and still get fucked over. Uh, I'm a prime example of that, you know? 
whatever fucking curse or nerf God decided to give on my ass, I gotta deal with it. I, I, I and that's just, just life. I feel that. Probably not to your extent, of course. But like, <laughs> I do feel that because, like, regarding, like, love life and, like, attachment and stuff like that, what is it? Like, the last five six girls that I've talked to. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Like, this is a span over like two years, of course. Oh, like, yes. I'm not, I'm not uh, fucking around. I'm not fucking around like that. <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but like, um, the last five or six girls that I've talked to, it's, uh, it's always been like, shit that has been like, out of my control. And, it's like, oh, and I fall into that overthinking trap of like, what can I do better? But it's literally just bad timing. Because it's like, literally, the five or six girls that I've previously talked to. Oh, I just got out of a relationship, so I'm not ready. Oh, like, the last relationship has scarred me, so, like, uh, yada, yada, yada. Or I'm not looking for anything right now. I'm just like, man. Well, (laughs) maybe at that point, think about the standards you want in a relationship. Because there's different moments at my time where I'm just like, bro, I just want to hook up with a girl that has, like, fucking emotional... Issues. Emotional damage. Emotional, emotional, emotional damage. No, like, no, I'll be real with you. There are some times where I'm like, dude, getting with a big titty golf girl daddy issues sounds really great. That would ruin my life. I'm not kidding when I said that, you know? But I don't do it because that's just a horrible time. You know? So it's maybe at this point it's just like just seeing the red flags right off the bat. And okay. then like immediately be like, nope. I'm leaving, but again, that does take a lot of discipline. Mm. I've had a lot of time to focus on like that and what the fuck's wrong with me, <laughs> you know. Mm. So like, it, sure. it it's easier said than done. You know, it yeah. does take that time to just get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, but yeah, that's it, just that's just what's been, I guess, bothering or just frustrating me of lately. It's just like, like I know that life was like out of our control but it just seems like a lot of the shit that i've been trying to like achieve or you know get to it feels like such an uphill battle all the time like when is it going to be like a play like an equal level playing field or like yeah like when is it not gonna be me trying to look up to someone to get to them you know Mm -hmm. because it's always something out of my control or something like some outside influence that impacts what I'm trying to get to and I can't really control that so it's just it's just frustrating but that again it's like that's life like it's unfair mm-hmm. and unfortunately I don't have the advice to give it to you other that's than like, bro. if they're willing to go out of their way to try to look something up yeah then, you know you'll see it but yeah. if they don't then they don't and there's no point in trying to be like I can fix her <laughs> Trust me, I've been in that boat before multiple times. Mm -hmm. It never ends well. Yeah. But, uh. Even Seth Curry has off nights. (laughs) He goes 0 for 30. (laughs) No, for real. He bounces back. Yeah. Except he's out until April. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Look, my advice is just. My advice is just to fucking bust a nut, see how you feel. And if you still want to reach out to them and hang out with them, then it might be, then it's most likely something genuine. If you're just like, never mind, then you don't want something with them. 
I mean, on the other end, I think it's very, very brave that you're like, you try to attach to people, even mm-hmm. though like some things might not work out and you yeah. still try to hold on to it. That's the bravest thing you can do. And that's one of the most emotionally strong things you could do because you're trying to hold on mm-hmm. to everything. Just yeah. don't trauma dump right off the bat, you know? If someone, you know, <laughs> yeah. like at this point <laughs> yeah. in time, if someone asks me, why do you have a cane? I just say, oh, it's a bad knee. Because mm-hmm. it really, like, what I have is genuinely a bad knee at this point. Yeah. But, like, I just don't go in depth all that. Oh, yeah, it's kind of. I got, 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 got daddy issues. Granted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my, my circumstances are a bit, uh, completely different. But, yeah. like, you know, I just don't go in depth saying, oh, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. There's yeah. no treatment. There's no cure. I'm fucked for life. Mm-hmm. You know? Unless they ask, why are you like this? Then yeah. I'll go more. Like, if they're genuinely asking, you know, mm-hmm. I know John at one point asked me like, so what do you have? I know you mentioned it beforehand. What what do you have? I, I go ahead and do it. You know, I'll go I'll ramble on for hours on end. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, at this point in time, thank you. No worries. Mm-hmm. I, I'll manage. Yeah. Because fuck life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I guess that's like where I stand, like, regarding, I guess, attachment commitment and maybe the issues that resolve around there just like again just attaching quickly and taking a while to let go but you know it, it takes it, takes, it time. takes time it takes a lot of effort to realize what it does take to move forward from certain things or to acknowledge how one truly feels about said things or certain people in life which y'all Agree, disagree, or like to add on to that? With attachment? Yeah. What was the question? No, I was just like, what I just said, like, how, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort for someone to acknowledge how they truly feel or just to move forward from something. Like, would you like agree or disagree with that or just like add on to it? Moving on, I mean. It's hard. I take a good two months of crying and Olivia Rodrigo and I'm good to go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, attachment takes time, both going into it and both getting out of it. And I think that's the beauty of it, you know? Mm -hmm. You can't rush it. That's that's just the way it is. You can fake it, but... Of course, you can fake it, but it's it's usually not going to be... You'll feel that it's not going to be the real thing. Mm -hmm. Like... At least for me, I know this. Again, I'm a fucking broken record. It takes a lot of discipline, discipline to move on. Like I've, I've, I've been friends with people. Like they're like, yeah, I broke up with my boyfriend. I broke up with my girlfriend. But then like I get a glimpse of their wallpaper, and it's still so sad of that ex. And then I'm like, oh God, yeah. don't call me out, bro. <laughs> Damn. I'm calling you out. Uh, <laughs> And then they're, they're like trying to move on, but then it's a photo mm. of them that something that they use literally every single uh, day of their life, multiple out, like multiple times. With like, them oh, you got a message? Oh, he's at the back. Yeah, oh yeah. And so it's just like, look, it, it, at first I was just like, why the fuck do you still have it? Because for me personally, the moment like I get out of a shitty fling or like the one time I'm in a relationship and it goes poorly, I immediately just stop following them and everything. And if it's like the worst of the worst, I just block them. 
Uh, you know? Okay. And so it's like more of a out of sight. Out, out of mind, mind. exactly. Uh, okay. You know, okay. just throw it really far away and you just don't think about it. You know? Yeah. But like, mm. as I got older, I realized a lot of people don't have that willpower. So it does take time. Well, I mean, it's, it's not just, really willpower. I mean, it is a willpower. Have you heard of this? The Deja Vu song over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. Elaborate. Please so, tell us Obviously, if you're with someone for like a year or more and you hear something like, for example, me and my ex, mm-hmm. we went to a park a lot. Yeah. And we drank there a lot. And, you know, we did. Aww. You know, you're right. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, and I took another, I took one of, I took another person I was seeing out to that same park and, you know, I like had like a Deja Vu moment where I was like, oh, it's the same part. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like I had a deja vu moment and I'm like, you know, you can't control that stuff because oh that's like, you were with that person for a year and those memories are, you can't just erase memories, right? So there's no way, you can, you can throw away as much, you can throw away all the plushies you want and you can throw away all the photos you want, but yeah. at the same time, if you see like a memory or something like for example yeah. a big thing for me was sometimes timing just fucks you up <laughs> no, no, no. I, mean, I get that yeah here's the thing you know like let's say life is a circle you know and there's a huge wound that just happens to it you know the one thing that you're able to do is grow that circle that wound is gonna be the same size but it's just a matter of you Growing that circle and growing as a human. I mean, like, I can only grow so much being 20, so. I mean, look, we're in our 20s. We're still fucking around. We're still figuring our lives out, you know? And that's fine, you know? And, like, you know the, you know how you look through my on repeat on Spotify and you saw a shit ton of Linkin Park over one single album? Uh The last girl that I was genuinely seeing, Uh um, her and I used to listen to that. And it took me about four years to finally just be like, you know what, fuck it. It's just like Lincoln, yeah, it's just Lincoln Park, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, just Lincoln Park. I understand that though. Like, it takes yeah. a while. It takes some time. And that's fine. It's that's fine. And like, eventually, like, I was able to get over that. Like, oh, her and I used to listen to this all the time. I'm more like, look, I'm able to. Actually, genuinely understand this message. So, like, when it comes to certain people, then do you attach like st- certain songs to of certain people? Of course. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's like a fucking twenty-first century thing at this point. Oh, you know? No, I I kind of don't do it. I don't uh, like. That's the, good. That's good. Yeah, that's I don't good. like attaching people to songs because if it's like if it's a catchy or good song, it's like. Oh, yeah. I no, I don't want to I don't want to think about them, so I, I mean, can't listen to it. Sometimes anymore. you can't help it. Yeah, that's, that's the moral true. of the exactly. story. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes a song uh, sometimes a song just kind of hits a little yeah. too hard because uh-huh. it's that's like, true. I relate too much to this. Uh, yeah. yeah. And for that Right. Mm-hmm. And for that like Lincoln Parks, I guess most recent album from many years ago, I can relate to it in multiple different ways. So it did take me some time. So other than like, oh, I used to listen to the other song with the one certain girl. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but sometimes just some songs just 
put out a certain memory in you. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Like, yeah. puts out yeah. a certain feeling. But it's like a matter of just be like, oh, I remember. Yeah, but yeah, I remember it. Whatever. Cool. This is a good song. Yeah. It's a fucking vibe yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just hard for me. It's hard. No, it is really hard. I'm not a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no, yeah, I feel it. Like, I usually don't, but when I was going through some shit over the winter break, I'm not going to bring up the artist or the name just in case you know they're listening and the people that we know they're detectives like they, they like the connection they're, they're like fucking so, like, so like you know? again like over the winter break trying to move on from shit and listening to just like this one k-pop artist this song on a repeat because like me and her like attached like this like the one song <laughs> that we really like together but like to fully like understand because I use music to like help understand and like uh, grasp my emotions it's or like like a form of therapy yeah right? like literally yeah. like I'll do that when I'm working out studying playing a game going on a walk anything music is huge form of therapy so I was just listening on t- to that one song on repeat over and over again feeling hella sad but trying to just figure out you know what could have been done better or you know Mm-hmm. any like certain outcomes that could have been better for a set situation but after that I was just like fuck that like I don't listen to the song as much anymore but like when I listen to it like I'll be like oh yeah I remember when I used that song to fucking get Helps over shit but now I'm just like it's a good ass song but like every time when I listen to it at the beginning I'm just like oh yeah that happened moving on <laughs> like at least for me I like to um, think about my past, not as a way of just like, oh, life's been miserable or anything. More, yeah. But more of like life lessons, if that makes sense. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I take to like what I've learned in the past to my heart and try to like implement what I learned to my present and to my future. It's hard. It really is hard. Sometimes yeah. I fuck up and like shit, you know, that happens. I move on, learn from it, you know. It's just a matter of trial and error, you know, for you. It's Definitely. just a sense of, like, I know for you, I feel like it's just a more of, like, I don't know how to express my emotions, but these certain songs help me describe those emotions. Oh, yeah, I definitely have, like, playlists like that. That, Like, literally, I have a playlist called, like, uh, what is it? Bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, like, Oh, you don't know how to feel. Maybe these songs might help you determine how you're feeling or why you're feeling that way. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I definitely agree. There are times like I literally use music to like I'll be feeling an emotion, and I'll use music to determine why I'm feeling that emotion or what's yeah. like what's the 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 underlying root for all these problems. And most of the time, it helps out. It's over one dumb bitch. <laughs> That literally me being down bad or me attaching or me not being able to get over people and shit like Bro, that. Look, I'll be real with you. Posting on clarity is the most powerful thing you guys have. <laughs> All right. I'm not kidding when I say that. I know like some people in a certain thing there's just scratch that. No, no. If you actually try to put it into like action, mm. it'll save you a lot of energy and money. And just heartbreak. Because mm-hmm. they're alive. And, and this is coming from a guy that's done it okay, multiple times. And saved wow. a lot of trouble. Wow. <laughs> wow. Experienced. 
<laughs> Bro, look. I don't know how to be in a relationship. I know how to not be in a relationship. If that makes sense. Mm, I feel that. You know, like, I, again, I, 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 I don't know. have a lot of relationship experience, but, like, I've witnessed a lot of shitty relationships. Yeah. You know, like, I've seen, like, people being on leashes. I've seen, like, how toxic shit can get. I've literally seen people go out of their way to find out where their, like, ex-significant part is yeah. because I'm hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how bad it's gotten, you know? And so it's just like more like, oh, I know how not to be one. So if I do the opposite of what those shitheads have done, mm-hmm. then I'll be good. Hopefully. Maybe. I don't know. I'll figure out when I get there. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have that outlook on a lot of things like that. I know when, I'm, when how to not rather than how to actually. But, you know, it, it really does, like, I guess help out gain a basis on what to do or rather what not to do than what to do (laughs) knowing what not to do is as good as what to do yeah sometimes it's even better because it's just like dude i learned from other people's mistakes and sometimes the only way for you to truly understand it is just to go through the same exact bullshit yeah i feel okay so one last question one before we shall end off. Um, I just brought it up, like, what things, I guess, would get me attached, like, quickly. Um, what are, you kind of brought it up, but is there anything else that, like, any girl could do or say that would get you intrigued right away or get you attached, like, quicker than usual? I already, I already brought my thing up. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's a tough question. Ooh, that's a loaded question. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not as hard as you think. I know, it's just hard to think about, I no, guess. I already have my answer. Go for it. Don't take any initiative. Ooh. Think about it. Because, like, nowadays in society, it's always the guy has to do shit. You know, it's always been like that. You know? And, like, if, for me, being more on the introverted side, especially when I'm actually sober and not like, really drunk at the moment <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a woman just kind of be like yo I'm interested in you let's go on a date you know I'll be like oh mommy sorry not, <laughs> not to that extent obviously okay. unless you know they do have those traits mm-hmm. but like if they just kind of take the initiative of taking the intro like showing yeah. that they're interested mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to go shoot my shot mm. you know like that's just how I see Hmm, what gets me more attached do you, to something? Do you need more time? Intrigued. I mean, what makes me intrigued in someone isn't really like, damn, that's tough. Uh, what do you think? Uh, like, what's your type of woman? You know, like, what do you look for in a woman? Oh, can I? Yeah, I have one. They can drive. All like big. <laughs> 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 Maya just talked about the whole thing about that. <laughs> if they can uh, drive, though, that's podcast good, over. No. <laughs> <laughs> if they can drive, that's a big thing for me. Cause like, so I'm fine with driving like people around. Like you know, like if if your girlfriend, you know, she can drive, but obviously I want to pick her up, you know, as much as I can and mm-hmm. stuff, just to be like, you know, 
the gentleman or whatever. Yeah. But if they physically cannot drive, I feel like that's a big red flag for me. Uh, and you know, if they can drive, that's like a big you know thing for me too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not attractiveness. Actually, yeah, attractiveness. So, <laughs> yeah, because like, it just gives that sort of you know um, independence. Yeah. Kind of. Not uh-huh. to sound yeah, but yeah, I guess that's a big thing for me because I had an ex who I had to drop off work and stuff and like pick up from work you know and that's a huge thing. yeah i say that is you're like a chauffeur um but yeah driving is a big thing for me Mm, for sure that's fine Ooh, i figured mine out i guess mine is one is open-mindedness like something that you could just say like some random shit to like oh you watch this like certain show they don't know anything about it but they're like oh what, what was it about like if they could if they're not really like it doesn't matter if they're like interested or not but they like keep an open mind and they're like they're not really judging you and be like oh you did this dumb thing today oh haha That's or true. like tell me more or like you said this you like the certain color or you like something that not everybody really likes but oh yeah i could respect that yeah, yeah. what do you like about it type of thing yeah like, for me other than like them taking I love when they're like upfront and blunt. Ooh. You know, like a friend's roommate. Okay, her and I. My first impression of her was not that good, and that was mainly because of her boyfriend at the time. He, that this man was fucking the head, and I'm like, if he's fucking the head, who the fuck are we? Kind of thing, you know. Mm. But then, like, the more I hung out with my friend again, try and catch up with her. Expose myself to her roommate. I realized, wow, her and I have these old, like very similar minds. We're both at this point in time more upfront with things. You know, I try to be more considerate on like how like people try to feel. So like, you know, certain people don't try to like get mad or like blow things out of proportion. For her, she just doesn't give a shit, and I respect that. I find that attractive. Okay, and so like for her, I could just almost be like no filter and like if it's something that she doesn't really feel like fully understand she's just like why is that and then i'll go more in depth and she's like oh okay yeah yeah that's nice because it's like the the more comfortable that you can actually be with someone like the easier you really get to attach to someone because like you just get to be yourself yeah i even tell her look you're an attractive person you could get any guy you want you're just going for insecure bitches at this point in time what about you, Maya? Yeah, what about you, Maya? Well, I guess you attached. <laughs> the, the, the podcast of half and half. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, for me, that's what's really gotten me attached. It's, it's commonalities, of course. Like, I, I talked to someone who was interested in both, like, anime and K-pop. And they were showing that same, like, reciprocation of, like, interest. Like, they were asking me, like, the tough questions about, you know, our interests. And literally having, like hour-long conversations about just topics that we both have like similar you know in the back of my head i was like wait a minute i really don't have like these type of conversations with a lot of people so if i'm able to have this conversation with someone that like i find like attractive like that oh yeah i really want to like you know get to know this person more i really want to like hang out with them more and then it turned out to you know a lot of like just thinking about like wanting to just talk to them and be with them more and then that's where that um, 
attachment comes in. And same with just a lot of open-mindedness. Like, I could bring up my interest and shit like that, and then they would be like, all right, give me some recommendation. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, fuck. exactly. Wait, bro, I got, I got some right off the bat. You know, I remember people asking me during, like, uh, what was it, last semester, what's your favorite anime? And I'm like, I know it sounds like I'm lying, but the anime K. You know, is what I'm talking about. Talking He's asked about. me that before. Yeah. I am like, such a beautiful art form. Mm. Um, it's really old, like maybe early seven, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like late two thousands, early two twenty tens. You know. Okay. It's really good. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah. You know, it's my favorite anime. I don't watch it too often because you know I want to keep it special. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. It's something that's like that. And like, it's interestingly enough, for me, I'm almost the polar opposite of like, oh, we have the same interest. Like, I don't mind if we have the same interest, but it's just like. When it comes to certain things that I like, I kind of hope that they, they're not as into it. So, a good example is, look, I'm a fucking gamer. I used to be, like, really into the competitive scene, you know, part of the UNLV and Not at the same time, but, like, at different points in my like, college career, you know? And, like, I was really competitive. Done a couple of tournaments, never won them because we're fucking trash. All straight up, we're fucking trash. Unless you're the then it's a different story, you know? But like, I realized in my life, I don't want a woman as into video games as I want. You know? I want to do things besides just sit on this mm, Like, you want something that you don't really share with them so that you could have your own, like, me moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... Like, for me, I need my alone time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I see some certain couples, and I just look at them, and I'm like, how the fuck are you able to spend so much, like, 24 7 with them? I need my alone time. Well, if yeah. you like them that much, I mean, because I, I had relationships. Well, here's the thing. I know I can be, like, once I'm in a relationship, I'll be loyal to them. I know that for a fact. You know? I've homeworked before, but I was single at the time, you know? I don't plan on doing that again because I've learned but like for me I want those things to be for my own and if they do it like again video games let's say they do it casually I don't give a shit but if they play as much as me I don't think I can do I want to do other things besides like sit on discord and play fucking Apex Legends or like some other video games so we can bond over I want to go out go eat maybe maybe one of my conditions better enough, we can go out or some shit like that, you know? I want you to do other mm. things, just sit on a fucking computer in front of a screen all day and just be like, you're my e-couple. Bullshit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I've seen, league, like, back when I'm mean, during my league career, I've seen, like, fucking e-couples where they're like, I'm his cum dumpster, and I'm fucking, <laughs> she's my cum dumpster. Through you can keep street. that there, by the way. You can keep that there. I don't give a shit. No, I like. I just like. I'm just like. What? Yeah, no, that's what I'm like. I seen a woman drop her daddy status on the legend because her IGN was daddy to match with her fucking boyfriend on League of Legends to something that matches with it, and I'm like, why would you drop? Daddy status for that. Daddy he doesn't status. even deserve that, you know? Can we spill tea about your homeworking? 
On record? On record? On record? I don't give a shit. Changing the topic. Home wrecking. I mean, do you want me to? If you want, I don't give a shit. Okay, so back in my League of Legends career, maybe my second year in college, um, I used to, like, I was going through my, again, my existential crisis, and, like, I was finding, like, new groups of friends, and one of them was a bunch of hype beasts, you know, and it felt good because that dopamine rush, you know, that, like, happy chemical rush came from me, so I I stuck with it because of that, and, and at one point, I, this was, like, when I was really into League of Legends, like, really, really into League of Legends, so religious kind of bullshit. Uh Tarek Lentrick, by the way, 120th at one point in time in North America. I was pretty damn good at Tarek. Damn. And I will keep that. We should get back in the league. Holy shit. Hell no. Look, I'll be real with you. We'll we'll get back in the league, but you trade us. You teach us. Look, look, look. (laughs) My arms are no longer fit for us, okay? Anyways, let's get off topic. And one of my friends at the moment, um, we'll call him um, Dave. His name's not Dave, but it'll help out. I mean, if you want to just say it, I can just bleep it out. But like, no, 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 no. Let's keep. Okay, let's give him some. Uh, let's make it easy for him to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about Dave. 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 Why? Why Dave? Because D and D Dave. Yeah. But like, but that D and D Dave is significantly better than the screen Dave I'm talking about. Okay. And so then, like, he invited me to like play with this one random chick on his friends list and then she sends a link to a discord and just to let you know I'm going down to the origin origin story and so then back in my days back, back in my days <laughs> and then like you know I clicked on it and joined he's fucking way on it and then she's just like I'm daddy and I just uh, uh, no straight up she's just like I'm daddy and just to let you know I used to be a fucking sin back then alright not anymore. <laughs> even though I have my moments, I even though I have my moments of wanting to sit and straight up talk to a couple of my like people in my family, like dude, I just want to sit over a fucking bitch right now. Uh, I don't do it. Um, I was just like, oh, I'm Nestor, you know. And we start chatting, and then like eventually the friend that uh, invited me to play with her, they start dating, and but I didn't realize it right off the bat because. He, uh, he would just randomly invite me to hang out with her because it was too awkward to do it on one on one. And her and I bonded because I woke up. He's like, "All right, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go eat." And he was gone for two hours. We were waiting in two lobbies, like or two hours in lobby for him to come back. You know how many League of Legends games is that? Two. <laughs> what? Yeah. Three. Forty minutes. We were fucking good at the game. At the top, all right. So that would have been like at least four. Three, yeah, I'm yeah three. three, four games. Look, 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 look. This is like my like rise of being a Tarek one trick. So I was getting really fucking good at it. And so we started talking shit about it because like he's taking for a long. That's how we bought it. And eventually found out she's from Cali and mm. one day started dating. She came to visit. Eventually this is when my health went down the drain for my first time, my first round. So, like, it took me about almost triple the time to go from the Tropicana garage to the lead library. Sheesh. Triple, 
just to let you know, that's like a 10 minute walk, right? Yeah. Almost triple that because I couldn't physically walk. And then because of that, she, uh, I like, I told her, oh, I'm a condition because I knew she had both had health issues and she took advantage of that. You know, and like, it really, like, at the moment, it genuinely felt like she was the only one that could understand me at that point. You know, when she went to visit, like, I told her everything. I fucking broke down crying. And then, like, even, again, we did things. So, like, imagine my hand, her hand, she grabbed my hand, put it on her boob, and <sighs> while she was getting set friend. Was he a set friend? No. I realized when I was getting closer to her, he was shallow. So, I really didn't give a shit. But, like, also at the same time with her telling me her, like, chronically medical conditions, it made me feel like I could relate to her. And so, like, we did shit. Never went all the way. I, I, like, physically stopped that. But we still did a lot together. You know, as in, like, and it got to the point where she was like, hey, we should shower together to save water. And in my head, I genuinely thought she meant that, but I still passed on it. But she went with the girlfriend. My dumbass somehow knew, which was weird. And then, like, eventually, I came clean to the guy, and he's just like, yeah, I just don't understand why you forced yourself onto her. And I'm like, what? She's the one that initiated everything. Why am I getting blamed? And then I, and I was talking to one of my friends about it, and she's like, wait, you know that bitch? Mm-hmm. Turns out she has a history of doing that, especially with guys that rejected her. She'll make them seem like they... Assaulted her. Damn. In that way. Whoa. You know, and so that's how our homework relationship because she took advantage of me being emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. to her at one point. It was rough, which is why, like, there are times where I do have doubts when people bring out their stories, but like, yeah. again, I still genuinely want to believe them. But it's just that subconscious, subconscious mindset of like, what if they're lying? Yeah. But again, I want to genuinely believe in them. I really do. It's just kind of a bit harder. And if they bring out the evidence, oh, I'll go full force of believing in them. You know? No, I'm not like a lot. No! I went through being lied to. Therefore, you're lying. I'm more of a, oh, you do have evidence and it's actually very supportive. Yeah, I'll, I'll suck. I'll believe it. But it was rough. And so, like, he genuinely hated me. And, like, he even came to me to advice at one point. And he's like, what should I do? After I, like, told him, um, after I told him, like, we did shit while mm-hmm. we were dating. And that's when he told me. I'm like, bro, honestly, I just cut myself out. And eventually, that's what he did. And I don't blame him for that. And that's, like, one of the couple of times where I was genuinely developing that's fine by me. You know, it helped him move on with life. And that's fine by me. I honestly hope he's doing better in life. Is he? I don't fucking know. He, he failed out of nursing school at one point. Yeah. He's like fucking uh, support, uh, like, uh, customer go. service support line call or whatever, some bullshit like that. Last time I checked, last time I heard about him, but like, I honestly do. Like, that relationship was on me. That's fine. You know, I fucked up. I learned from it. And don't trust some e-girl from the internet. And hence why I always preach. Do not trust e-girls. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, you girls will ruin your life. No, they will. They will. If they have enough of, like, big of a platform, they will. Yeah. I'm not going to drop her fucking oh, Twitch. I, I highly doubt she streams now. Cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> Redacted. But, <laughs> like, but no, that's what happened. And, like, shit's rough, but mm. I learned from it. Yeah. I learned not to fuck with relationships. Hell, it's even got to the point where, like, I've opened up to, like, some of my closest friends at the moment about it. And they're like, yeah, dude, I don't really care if you hang out with my girlfriend one-on-one. I don't give a shit. I'm like, damn, I really grew that much. You gotta appreciate that trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, honestly, I told him, like, bro, I'm not even into your girlfriend. She's nowhere near my type, and I don't plan on, like... She's mid, bro. (laughs) (laughs) To me, she's mid. If she's, like, top tier, good for you. But to me, she's fucking mid, you know? Damn. And like, I told I told him like, bro, like, I don't plan on hanging out with her because mm. of my past. And yeah. honestly, I don't want to get close to her. For sure. Because it bring it can bring strain to like different friendships. You know, I think you shouldn't date within like the same. Or if you do, keep it low key. Don't date within the same friend group because that shit gets a hot mess. You know, and so like, if you plan on dating someone. Outside. You can't introduce... You managed to bring it back around. <laughs> yeah, managed yeah, to bring it back around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> and so, like, if you, like, like, if you date outside of your friend group, it's fine to introduce them to your close friends and everything like that, like, who you associate with. Oh, yeah. hell no. I don't want yeah. them to be so closely associated with. Mm-hmm. I, and that's not a sense of her controlling. It's just more like, dude, it gets a hot mess. It's more like, I don't want her to know my lies. <laughs> no, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. damn. Okay. Look, look, look. All oh, real shit. shit. <laughs> the one thing her and I have in common is that we're both in Spanish. So we just talk shit about it in like front of it in like Spanish. Because like, even though I don't talk a lot in Spanish, like I don't know the language that well, I understand it well. Uh, for her, she's just she could tell me something in Spanish and I'd be like, mmm, que rico, or mmm, que cochino, or whatever, you know? She'll understand it, he won't. Uh, and like, it's just playful banter, you know? Like, I, I love him to death. She, he's one of my closest friends, you know? And he straight up told me, dude, I don't care if you hang out with him one on one. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to. I don't really care, you know? And I put just a sheer amount of trust. That motherfucker has given me, or he's like, dude, I don't care if you hang out with her one on one. Just shows like, like how our close our friendship is, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I genuinely appreciate that. For sure. I mean, that's yeah, also that's... up to the girl. So if she, if he knows that she's gonna be loyal in the future, then I wouldn't really worry about. Bro, he's dating a Hispanic woman. No fucking Hispanic women are loyal as fuck. Yikes. Yikes. Like, I'm going more into, like, Hispanic toxic culture. It is a pride to have a toxic Hispanic woman in your life. Literally, they have shirts that say, hey, all, like, toxica Hispanic, like, women, like, toxic women. Yeah. You know, we'll get doing shirts, and they'll proud, the women will proudly wear that. It's really bad, you know? Granted, she's not like that. You know, straight, she's not like that. He has, like, high standards, especially after his last relationship. But, like, she's genuinely nice, and, like, Mm -hmm. I hope the best for him. All I I want in his life is to be happy. 
I mean, yeah, like I said earlier, one good girl costs seven bad bitches because of inflation. No? <laughs> Jesus. He brought it back. Jesus. He yeah. brought it all the way back. <laughs> right. Jeez. Would you like to go in depth about that one more time? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. To trust. To, to trust. trust. To trust. Please. Uh, but no. Right. I've learned, and that's my experience of homewrecking. And somehow I brought it back to our main topic. Yeah. So, with that, is there anything else y'all like to add on? About homewrecking? <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, we're closing general, up. We're closing. General, yeah. We're closing yeah. it. Eco for Yeah. We'll go um, around. A lot of my relationships have really been. I wouldn't even call them relationships in a way. Situationships? Situations. Not even that. Um, More like uh, okay. <laughs> honestly, honestly, relationships. I mean, Tinder doesn't really support relationships. Tinder bitches, FWB, Bumble bitches, Hinge bitches. I mean, okay, Cupid bitches, Grinder bitches, Grinder bitches. Hey yo, I got a story with Grinder. That shit was weird. Say it. Please. Uh, well, I yield my time well, to the well, center. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep that off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, keep that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what was the whole topic? It was like... Attachment. 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 Commitment. Attachment. Commitment. I have really only had one serious relationship. That was the one I that I was hung up on, really. And I don't know. That kind of hit a big thing on me because now, beforehand... I really would only do casual stuff. And by casual, I don't mean like, you know, like we're hanging out to go to Boba or some shit or something. So I mean like, I mean like, I mean like we're parking at Why are you exposing you? Oh, <laughs> Please censor this. I'm, well, I'm, I'm a little tipsy. Okay. I'm a little tipsy. Like, Why are you exposing your location? Look, look, look. Let's just That's say, gonna be full now. Let's just say you're, you're censoring trying, that, right? <laughs> you're just gonna see a bunch of cars. Censoring. Leave, leave, leave. Let's just say you're, it's you're just trying shit. to get your nut. Okay? <laughs> He's just trying to get his nut in his girl and then move on with his life, and that's fine. You know. That's not so. I mean, yeah, because you know that part, that specific part. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Beforehand, I would just go to that specific park and stuff. You know. I'll Uber eat some sh- bullshit or whatever. And yeah, I'll finish it off. But, I don't know. At some point, that was kind of tiring. So I did try for something oh, serious so. with that girl from <laughs> But it didn't really work out. Doofus Smurfs Evil yeah. Incorporated! Yeah. I don't know. Ever since then, though, it's kind of stuck on me. So I guess the attachment Doofus is... Doofus Smurfs Evil Incorporated. The game's too good. It's hard to get out of it. The attachment is still on that, so, yeah. All right. Attachment censoring six. censoring a lot of this, right? censoring that. I hope he does. Please. I beg Help you. us. Please. It's going to just take a while. It's going to take a while. <laughs> attachment takes time. It takes a lot of commitment. If you have a lot of other commitments, you got to know your priorities. If this is your, if like a certain type of attachment is your priority, yeah. Might as well commit to it. If not, mm. might as well not. Wow. You're too young. You're too young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? You, Maya. I'll end it off. I'll end it you off. You want to end it off? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, 
It just takes a lot of discipline to work on yourself, you know? Yeah. And it takes a lot of discipline to get, like, break those bad habits, you know, bad habits die hard, you know? And if you're, like, really wanting to, like, move on from that set significant other, mm-hmm. you'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you want to be back on your bullshit, you'll be back on your bullshit. And that's fine, too. Just don't drag me along to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And for myself, when it comes to stand off with attachment or commitment, again, it goes back to what I said earlier about that consistency that you want to have within yourself. That honesty and that transparency when it comes to what you're trying to do how you're going to get there and how that possibly connects to your moral or ethical background when it comes to a lot of things because you really want to make sure that what you're doing is aligning to where you want to be or how you are as a person. So those are commitments, whether it's like with a person or whether it's just within yourself, if they align with who you are, what you are, you know, it will show because you will put more effort into that you will acknowledge it more you will have more transparency whether it is again with yourself with the other person um, with the end goal because again it's something that you can connect to at least to some point and then when it comes to attachment again it overall it does differentiate with other people i am again i'm the person who attaches quickly and takes a while to i guess like release to, to let go, but well, uh, adding on to like what said, it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort to, I guess, find how it works for you, find your method of maybe moving forward or maybe just overall attachment, detachment, and commitment. So, to just end off some words for myself, um, just honestly, just staying true to yourself, like learning along the way and seeing how you work is just going to go like leaps and bounds from the person you want to become because you know you can imitate and you can mock your way to you know certain parts of life but you know that's only going to get you so far and that attachment that commitment you know finding your own way is the best way and it will you know in the long run help you again get to where you want to be who would like to you know close up and you know if you want to shout anyone out if you want to <laughs> 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 Super Smurfs Evil Incorporated <laughs> uh, shout out to Oopam and Two Big Pan okay alright Doofus Smurfs <laughs> you don't want to shout anyone out <laughs> I shout out Black and more cheats. Okay. Oh my God. You shout out, not that, and you shout out. Shout out to Ink. <laughs> He's gonna shout out to Ink. An Ink and Quill. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening, and uh, thank you for my special guest for coming out and discussing. This is our longest uh, episode to date. Tipsy yeah. talk. Tipsy talk. <laughs> I'm like T.E.T. <laughs> I'm like uh, So, yeah. Thank you guys again. Um, uh, social media for this podcast will be out soon. I keep saying that. Um, the Instagrams for these guys will be in the bio below. Uh, if you want Don't these guys... Worry.
<laughs> yeah, same, same. Oh, never mind then. Um, I didn't even say my real name. Yeah, um, so even... if you want these guests on here again, <laughs> comment. Yeah, just comment. And, you know, I appreciate the support and the love. And we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Bye, y'all.